What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 352. <laughs> Sorry, I had to look that up for a sec. There's so many episodes here, but I love each and every one of them. Thank you so much for the questions, actually, because this show wouldn't exist without your questions. All right, here's today's question from Danny. Hi, Pat. My name is Danny uh, from England. My site is thehindsightjournal.com. Uh, I've recently started a personal development blog for people to learn from the hindsight successes and failures of entrepreneurs. Uh, I've got around 15 posts on the site. Uh, I'm in the process of writing a free ebook uh, as a uh, some as a sort of lead magnet, uh, obviously using ebooks the smart way. Uh, I already have a lot of ideas for the products uh, and wondered if there's a guideline of time, uh, subscribers or visitors uh, before you put out a course or uh, another product on your site. And if so, uh, would you recommend setting up a separate website or domain for it and using my current site as an additional promotion tool? Thanks, Pat. Uh, I love everything you do. Uh, I'm dying to get an Ask Pat t-shirt, so hopefully this makes it through the ranks. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Got some fantastic work, and, and I get tremendous value out of what you do. Hopefully, I hear from you soon. Thanks again. Hey, Danny, what's up? Thank you so much for the question. This is a great question. A lot of people ask, well, when should I start doing this, or when should I start doing that? And obviously, you're already doing what you should be doing now, which is starting your website, building up your audience, writing posts, and writing content, and importantly, thinking about the future of your site and how do you like to monetize it. And I think it's great that you're creating an ebook, whether you sell that ebook down the road. And an ebook is a great way to go about it because that helps you build authority. And I think, if anything, even before you get one person in your audience, you should be thinking about what kind of book to create because a book is a great way to build your authority. A book is a great thing to have on your site when people get there. If you think about it, if there is somebody who's just like you out there and the only thing that's different is you have a book and the other person does not, people are likely to hold the person who has a book in a higher regard because of the fact that there is that book. And, you know, it's it's like a it's like a nice form of proof for the topic that you are talking about. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that a book is fairly easy to create and uh, even if nobody gets it, it's still serves its purpose as, again, like I said, that that proof that's there, which can then help you build trust with the audience that comes over to your site, which can then lead them into your email list, uh, into building a relationship with them enough to have them see that you're providing enough value to then exchange that value for money for courses or services or products or whatever solutions you have to provide for them down the road. So all this to say, great job, you're on the right path, and I think this is fantastic. However, I do want to mention and kind of give you a warning just a little bit. This is for everybody out there. When you try to think of what courses to create in the future for your audience, not not books. Again, books, like I said, I already talked about that. But courses specifically, which will take a lot of time and effort, much more so than a book typically, you want to make sure you do a lot of research with who your audience is first, whether you have an audience or not. Whoever your target audience is, you want to make sure it's a solution that will help them, that is something that they want, not just what you think they want, but you have to know that that's what they want. And it's gonna take a little bit of investigation in order for you to do that. You're gonna have to validate it. And there's different levels of validation. I'm actually uh, working on something right now to help you all out with this in the future. But 
What I mean is it's not just market research in terms of keyword research and things like that, although that is a com- that, that is a component of it. But even more than that, it's actually having conversations with people in your audience so they will tell you what it is that they need. And then the products that you create can come out of those conversations. You have to understand exactly what it is that your audience wants. There was a quote that I mentioned in the previous episode, 351 of Ask Pat, which is by Seth Godin, that that quote is, people rarely buy what they need, they buy what they want. And there's a very important distinction there. And you might have an idea based on your expertise on what they need, but you need to learn to see what it is they want. And that could be completely different. And even if it's the same thing, the way they describe it will be in the way that they want it. So you have to understand the language that they use as well, which will help you in determining what this course is all about, the title of the course, the content that goes into it, and all those sorts of things. So is there a certain number of readers and subscribers to achieve before releasing a course? Now, I can't give you a specific number because depending on the size of your niche or how strong you are at creating this stuff or the questions that you ask, I mean, it doesn't have to be very much. Like I said, with a book, you don't need any at all, and I think that's okay. But with a course, you wanna make sure you have enough people in your audience to talk to to understand exactly who they are, who your avatar is, but also what their problems are so you can provide the right solutions for them. I've seen a lot of people start businesses and they outline a bunch of courses that they wanna build for their audience. And the next question I ask is, well, are you sure these are the courses that your audience wants? And then oftentimes the response will be, well, yeah, I think so. And no, 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 you don't wanna think so. You want to know before you spend the time to create those courses. And that's why you'll see a lot of people who create courses come back with, well, why aren't people buying this? Well, maybe it wasn't something that they actually wanted in the first place. And again, even if they say they want it, that's the tough part. Sometimes that's not enough. So you have to perhaps pre-sell your course beforehand. So enough subscribers to pre-sell, enough readers to pre-sell to have them actually pull out their credit cards or their PayPal accounts and pay you for something that you haven't even created yet, which is very common practice now. It helps you validate the idea, helps you get a little bit of a payment up front to to also create that course. It also gives your audience a little bit of a a nice early bird adoption or, or champion user, charter user membership into whatever it is that you're creating, which gives them a little bit of a deal with them understanding that you're allowing them to get in early and you're gonna be working with them to create kind of the perfect course, but also walk them through the process. And then after they're done, you're gonna have these great case studies to share, some amazing testimonials from those people, and then you can release a course that has been proven and has been gone through once before with actual students, and it's fine-tuned in the way that you know it's gonna work. If it doesn't work out, if you can't validate it, if you can't sell one or two, then maybe that's a course that you shouldn't actually create, and you're gonna have to find something else. So hopefully that helps you, Danny. Now, the other question you asked was, with whatever this course might be, should it live on your existing website or should it have its own domain? Now, I truly believe that everything out there that is sold on your website could be on its own domain as well. And it likely should be for the purposes of search engine optimization and things like that. Of course, you're not gonna keep them completely separate because you're gonna link have them linked to each other, which is gonna help both sites for SEO purposes. But again, the primary 
motive would be to i you know it, it, it kind of depends on the product it depends on the product if you could see it being a standalone product then by far 100% it should be on its own website for example smartpassiveincome.com it's not you know for the smart podcast player that i sell which is a software product at smartpodcastplayer.com it's on its own domain and that makes sense cuz that's the player and that's what it is and it could be very well its own thing a lot of people who purchase that might not know who I am or what smartpassiveincome.com is, but they need a player for their website, for their podcast, so they go to the best podcast player out there at smartpodcastplayer.com. Now, of course, my name and my website is mentioned there. You can actually listen to my podcasts uh, using a, using the demos that are on there, but it's it's on its own place. Now, if you had a product that was about yourself and how you can help somebody, maybe it's coaching, I would have that live on your website. That's sort of the other extreme where it has to be you and it has to be your face. on, on and, and it's the website and brand that you build that is actually going to be the primary way that you're going to sell that anyway. So that would live on its own site. You know, I think a lot of people struggle with this question. Should it have its own domain? Yeah, I think it should, but I don't think it should be a big deal. That's the thing. You're going to promote it on your own site anyway. I think having it on its own domain is smart just to have anyway. And, uh, you know, whichever way you choose to promote it, I mean, I would have a buy down button on either site, for example. Now, you have to also think about the sales page and the experience you want your audience to go through. And if they have a great relationship with you and you don't need to share the sales page with them in order for them to purchase, then you're going to have to uh, link on your own site, which which does work. And I've done that before. I've sold a lot of things on my site directly from my site, even when bypassing the sales page. Now, in many cases, the products you sell, especially if they're courses and they're going to be paying a little bit of money or a lot of money, you're going to have to convince them a little bit more through the copy on your page, through the videos you have on that sales page, through the testimonials, through the bonuses and all those sorts of things. So Again, it's not a huge deal, but I would create it uh, no matter no matter what. I would have it on its own on on its own website. Uh, yeah. So, Danny, thank you so much for the question. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for asking, and I uh, am excited to see a picture of you wearing the Aspat T-shirt once it arrives. You'll hear from my assistant in the next couple weeks to collect your information so we could send that over to you as soon as possible thank you so much again for those of you listening if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show just head on over to askpat.com you can ask right there on that page thanks so much and i'm going to end with a quote today from bill gates and that quote is success is a lousy teacher it seduces smart people into thinking they can't lose you kind of fail sometimes and that's okay i feel all the time Thanks, guys. Take care, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Cheers. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, 
the Smart Passive Income Podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.